The Placing You First podcast begins in less than 20 seconds. Visit crcgroup.com to subscribe, download our award-winning tools and intel articles that help you stay aware of emerging issues and trends, or get a snapshot of the insurance marketplace with our industry-leading ready indexes. You'll find it all on crcgroup.com under tools and intel. Hello, everyone. Today, Amanda and I are joined by Daniel Ball, a property broker with our Boca Raton, Florida office, and David Pagomian, president of CRC's Red Bank, New Jersey office. This is the Placing You First podcast from CRC Group. This podcast features news and insights from a vast knowledge base of over 5,100 associates. Who write more than $35 billion in premium annually. Plus, we give you the latest information on what's happening at CRC. This, this, this is the Placing You First podcast. And now the hosts of the podcast, Amanda Knight and Scott Gordon. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. Uh, happy to be here and share some of our uh, knowledge. We all know that property has been tough in 2023 overall. Um, and when you bring habitational into it, talk to us about what the market has looked like this year. Uh, maybe give us one word or phrase that sums up habitational property right now. Maybe hmm. choose something other than dumpster fire. <laughs> But just let us know. What phrase would you use to describe habitational? Tumultuous. Right yes. mm, good Tumultuous. word. That, yeah. That's a good one. I, I would say challenging or stressful. Those, those seem to be two of our buzzwords around the office. Maybe all three together. Yeah. Challenging, stressful, tumultuous. Well, one phrase we've been hearing over and over in relationship to property is insurance to value. Can we talk a little bit about that? Go ahead, Dan. You want to start? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'll start off. Um, it, it's definitely been another one of those buzzwords. It's been the talk of, of every insurance carrier that we have dealt with in, in 2023. And it's been a challenge. I think the stair-step approach um, kind of got tossed out the window because the, the valuations were so low in the past couple of years. So we're, we're seeing a, a huge jump. Uh, and not a 5 10% increase in ITV on, on most of the accounts that I'm seeing. We're seeing 50 to 60% bump in, in values. So you could be going from 90 a foot to what most carriers minimums now are $125 a foot, which is it's a huge jump in TIV. And when you have a huge jump in TIV, it really changes the account as a whole. That could bring a $10 million account where you had one carrier giving you the full 10, $10 million to now a $17 million account that requires this to now be layered because that carrier who did 10 million last year, not only can't do the full 10 million, now they can only do five. And now I have to layer 12 million on top of it, just adding to the cost. Yeah, to add to, add to what Dan is saying, a lot of our uh, senior partners at these insurance companies are reminding us that they have a company rating, right? So A minus, A10. We have uh, you know, a financial committee that allows us to work with these companies uh, and in order for them to keep those ratings, they have to go through uh, stress testing uh, from the rating agencies. And what that looks like is they'll run a portfolio analysis and they'll hit that account, that portfolio. And an account is an insurance company. So pick your insurance company, ABC. They all have their own portfolios and they all have to withstand a name storm and a CalQuake in any given year. And those are just two realistic disaster scenarios. There could be convective storms in that as well. 
So if these insurance companies are not able to maintain their rating, they can't play. They can't participate. And the only way to do to, to do a you know a portfolio analysis accurately is if you have good data. You, you need the right data, and if you don't have the right values, then your portfolio is not going to be as accurate as it would be. And so, add to that modern day changes in, in construction costs and post COVID rippling effects that we're seeing everywhere in every industry. These insurance companies have to maintain their rating, and so. They're participating on habitational risks now in small lines. And so, you know, springboarding off of what Dan said, those small lines have to all be brought together. A lot of them have minimum premium requirements. They all have scheduled limited liability uh, limitations. Uh, and of course, we all know that the habitational business has always been an industry uh, for insurance where there's been you know, sort of gamesmanship in the uh, in the values. Now, I'm not suggesting gamesmanship in the way of this being deceitful. What I'm talking about is my my uncle's a contractor, and you know they could help us build. Everyone's got their story, you know, and in that story, you know, we saw valuations coming down to eighty dollars a square feet, ninety dollars a square feet, uh, and so those have you know to to what Dan was saying have definitely sprung board. You know, min- minimum uh, ITV. If you're not at 125, no one's really going to look at you. And and if you're if you're not doing this, the underwriters are just going to do it behind the scenes. They're going to true it up in their systems, and they're going to charge you for it. Yeah, and trying to trying to line up to you know what every like Dave was saying, every carrier kind of has their own portfolio and and their own requirements. So trying to line up everybody's um, you know specific ITV requirement. Carrier A could have. 125 carrier B could have 135, 145. And when you're layering a deal, that doesn't work. You need to have all the carriers agree to a specific valuation. And, and honestly, you end up going with the carrier who requires the highest ITV if their pricing makes the most sense and everyone follows that, you know, just adding to the cost. So we've been advising our, you know, our retail partners on anything habitational, get it in early, you know, because there needs to be data scrubbing, something our organization is, in my opinion, at the frontier of, you know, using data as a wholesaler, right? This is sort of a newfound concept, you know, uh, and not newfound, but it's still, it's still new. There's still, you know, we're still in our infancies of what I know our organization is aiming to do. And so having that vision of, of where we're going with data gives our teams the ability to be able to advise our clients about this and help them take some of the anxiety out of these placements. You know, listen, you have also a class of business that has always been very uh, shoppy every year, right? A lot of habitational risks. Listen, they're all good. You know, I don't want to suggest good, but there are ones that want to develop a relationship. And then there's all this, uh, no, we're just going to find the cheapest quote. Those, uh, we're going to find the cheapest quote. Those are the ones that are definitely getting an education. And I think they're turning into those, hey, maybe we should start building more relationships with the insurance industry on, on a troubled class of business, right? Are you seeing anything else do, you know, that's sort of catching some attention as far as deductibles or types of construction that carriers are, are trying to avoid, you know, anything that we want to kind of put a, an alert out there about? Yes, to, to all those. I mean, we, we could talk at length and, and I feel like we do talk at length with our retailers, but 
to David's point, the, the, the key is getting it to us early so that we can start developing a plan um, and start speaking to these carriers, getting the ITVs correct, getting a, a renewal plan in place as early as possible so that when we're delivering bad news, we're at least delivering bad news early so that people are prepared and no one feels that this is coming out of nowhere. Um, but to Amanda, to your question, yes, we're seeing deductible increases. Um, we're seeing line sizes being cut drastically. And and the biggest pain point that I have faced um, being down here in, in South Florida and seeing a lot of frame and jam and specifically older frame and jam is just the lack of carrier participation on that class of business. Um, I think I had mentioned it um, in the article where, where I once, when I first started 10 years ago, we used to have um, 15, 20 carriers quoting these deals, uh, five, 10 million limit at a time. Uh, and it was a lot easier to layer if you were even laying, it was a lot easier to place these deals. Um, now I'm stuck with a handful of carriers, um, all of which have strict restrictions on, on how much limit that they can deploy. Uh, and we're seeing deductibles um, vastly change from, from what was once you know the norm, right? So a big thing that people overlook is the, the change from a per building to a per location deductible. I mean, we do a lot of garden style apartments down here in Florida. That is a huge change in your exposure. You are looking at, let's just use an example of round numbers, $10 million apartment location where you have $10 million buildings. That 5% deductible, which was you know per building was $50,000. Now that 5% deductible on a per location is half a million dollars. So you're, as an insured, taking a lot more risk and, and I don't know that that's necessarily sinking in with the insureds and, and, and not that there's really another option, right? There's not really someone else out there trying to, to go back to the per buildings. Um, so they're kind of stuck. They're kind of stuck with that. But that's, that's the biggest pain point I feel that we have is just the lack of capacity on certain classes of business. Yeah, I mean, look, older construction, you're having a challenge with. We're getting a lot of, uh, you know, insureds through our retailers. Hey, we're getting ready to buy this portfolio. Can you give us a range on the premiums, right? And you're seeing some 60s with not much update. You know, these are going potential aluminum wiring exposure. These are going well uh, into, you know, I mean, some of the most aggressive, you know, maybe 70 cents, but they're going above a dollar rate. And now it becomes, you know, how much limit are we looking to buy? You know, a lot of companies are making sacrifices on limits, you know, and they're working with their lending institutions. Uh, their lending institutions are being educated on what's going on in the market. But I know that, uh, you know, our collective teams uh, d- does a great job doing due diligence. Uh, and so you really have to, the thing that's changed is you really, you know, and this is where it, it falls on our shoulders you got to go everywhere because everyone is changing their appetite on ca- uh, on HAB daily. You know, there was a few that, you know, weren't willing to entertain aluminum a couple of months ago. Now they're willing to entertain. Now, uh, you know, this would be with the remediation uh, in place and the proper endorsements. If you don't have it, you don't have coverage. You know, establishing for our side of the street, it's establishing a lead market. There are still accounts where, you know, you're getting some of these uh, strong MGAs that we know that can still do 100% of the primary limit. And then, you know, that makes it uh, a lot more easier. That's more efficient. But most of the stuff is starts out with a lead player. Uh, and then, you know, you, you know, you're not getting anywhere unless you share that lead quote with the panel. And then you start to see the program reveal itself. 
it's getting somewhat uh, more stabilized. It's, to say it differently, you know, uh, I think that you know we're in a, in my opinion, a five-year hard market. It's not a hard market no more. It's just the market, right? This is the market we're in, and if you want to play in it, you know, there's this new cadence that you really have to embrace. And uh, uh, you know, habitational is just one of those sectors that is feeling the pain. There's uh, many others as well. I think 2023 was a good, uh, you know, year where you just cross your fingers and hope you you got a renewal quote from your incumbent carrier, right? Like if you can get your renewal terms and, you know, it was a 35% increase in rate, but they still gave you the same amount of capacity, that was a huge win. You know, even if they cut back from a 50 million primary down to a 10 million primary, I mean, that was still a big win because- the amount of carriers out there offering more than a two and a half or a $5 million line is very minimal. I think there's maybe two or three. So you were just really hoping you got your renewal quote. But what we were obviously seeing to kind of put the two together, the ITV and the, and the renewal terms was compounding, right? You saw a 45, 50% increase in ITV. And then off of that ITV, you saw a 45, 50% increase in rate. And, and the insurers are looking at one number. They're looking at the premium and they're seeing how that compares to what they were paying last year. And in most cases, in some cases, you were seeing triple digit increases, especially in HAB and especially in South Florida when it was when it was lesser construction, meaning jam or frame. So South Florida is its own market with HAB yep. because of the cat. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's its own beast. Not non-cat HAB, yeah. you know, is is a little uh, diff- different, a uh, little different genre. Again, you have to really grind away on each of these deals to demonstrate mm-hmm. due diligence because the pricing that you are going to give the client or the pricing that the market is going to give, you know, a lot of this stuff, it makes our job ch- very challenging because you know we're powerless. And that's tough for us as brokers because we want to please our insureds or our retail mm-hmm. brokers and uh, you know, and it, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it's not going to fly. You know, <laughs> uh, you have to demonstrate that you rolled up your sleeves and there's no hope here. You got to We got to get the deal. Right. We got to get the quote. Mm-hmm. I think we need to write a piece on the anxiety of placing a HAB a program. Uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's its own thing. Yeah. Well, and and okay, David, you mentioned South Florida is mm-hmm. its own world, and Daniel, you're you're down in South Florida. Yeah, David, you're up, you're up there. Yeah, you're up there. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about. And we know you guys handle uh, stuff from all across the country, but in terms of your own particular geographic locations, have you guys noticed any unique issues cropping up in the HAB property market that? we needed to talk about yeah i mean you got wildfire convective storm you've got uh cat wind whether it's uh, from virginia all the way up and around uh to texas and you know and then you have fire it's so it, it's shaken and stirred in every peril mm-hmm. uh and and that you know add to it the proper itvs for proper modeling uh, and then from that are capacity providers that want to play mm-hmm. uh you know and so each of those is di- different. You know, there, there's some markets that will write the wildfire, some markets that won't. And so if you have a program that's got some wildfire in it, you bifurcate it, you separate it, you place it separately, you treat that cancer differently. Yeah. Um, you know, down here, down here in South Florida, I know, I know it was a few years ago, but I mean, Surfside is still fresh on, on some of these carriers' minds. And for those who don't know, Surfside was the condominium that collapsed down in Miami Beach. I mean, 
obviously Florida being in South Florida, everyone thinks of the wind and that's what's been the, the hard right for, for a lot of years and still is. But that AOP, the X wind portion of these deals used to be nothing. It used to be five, 10 cents ground up, get as much limit as you want. If it's a fire resistive, I don't care how old it is. We'll, we'll do the whole thing for 10 cents, five cents. And, and now that, that has changed. That has drastically changed. So you're, the wind is a challenge. That I, I want to you know emphasize that, that, that it, it remains to be a challenge. But the X wind is no walk in the park either, especially when you have a lot of these older high rises, right? I mean, you saw what happened, that, that collapse, and, and it, these carriers don't forget about that. Um, so that, that's definitely changed at least the X wind side of it. Um, and, and the wind still remains challenging. So you can pile the two together and it's become, you know, a, a perfect storm, no pun intended. But, um, you know, one thing CRC has has really helped and, and David kind of touched on it first uh, earlier was was getting lenders to kind of approve loss limits because eventually you run out of capacity or capacity becomes too expensive that it, it's not affordable for these insured. So CRC has, has, has done a very good job with the modeling team in modeling um air and rms in order to to justify what limit an insured should buy and that's not you know a guarantee of if a storm hits this this is what it's going to cause but it's a really good tool that we're able to use and share to our clients the retailers and them to share to the lenders and the insured to get some of these loss limits approved we're not we're not picking these limits out of thin air we're we're using data we're running models and we're we're using what the underwriters use to price out a deal to also advise on what limit makes sense for an individual insured. You know, knowing that the market can be really daunting right now or tumultuous or stressful or challenging, whatever word we want to we want to use, how does working with the right wholesale broker, preferably Team CRC, make a difference? We talked a little bit earlier, you know, about the data and analytics we have through our Ready platform. But we're also more than than our platform. We love it. It's growing. It's expanding and and becoming something that we really hang our hat on. But are there any other differences that Team CRC makes for our retail agents and their clients? I really do think, you know, I'm a big believer in executing the basics well. You know, for me to have a platform where I could take a spreadsheet, throw it through, and it calculates a lot of risk calculation uh, that I could share quickly to make quick decisions with, with clients and underwriters and colleagues on what their thoughts are on the markets. And then to also ask the machine, hey, which markets do you like for this class of business? You know, I'm already at the 50-yard line, right? And it's we still got, you know, a whole much, you know. So it takes us very quickly uh, to areas to, of qualifying, of getting ready for pre-renewal meetings, of being able to have really deep, meaningful dialogue on on data and what it means to that specific risk. And I think when you hold somebody's hand that way, you're showing them something that that truly, or I don't want to say, you know, it's rare, it's rarer in, in the wholesale space, right? We're almost meeting our retail partners very closely to where they operate and then handing off the ball at a very close distance for them to speak with there. So we're taking a lot of that friction away that happens in a trade uh, with, with a lot of these tools, right? And so that's just, that's just good basic blocking and tackling, which champions are made from, right? So, you know, so from that perspective, you know, I, I've been living and breathing that for a long time. So for me, that's very meaningful. 
And, you know, if, if you're someone that's with our organization, you have access to those tools, you know, the world is your oyster, right? I mean, you know, you, you're, you're your own entrepreneur. You're, your, you know, you're the CEO of your team, of your space. Yeah, I, I think access is has been just a big, you know, access to, to product, access to tools like the modeling I touched on earlier, access to, to carriers, right? So, I, I, you know, I know a lot of smaller wholesalers or other shops might not have access to every market. Uh, and I'm not saying we have access to every market available in, in the country, but we have the big ones and we have the main players in our hab space, you know, right? the, the hab space that we're um, on a podcast talking about. So we, we are, are lucky to have, um, you know, a leadership team that, that makes sure we have the correct appointments that allow us to do our job. Uh, we're using the data that we have to try to create, you know, new products, um, create cap products, create um, needs, fill needs in the marketplace because there's, there's just a need for capacity right now. Um, and if we can somehow create capacity, if we can take our data and go to an insurance company and say, this is what we want to write. This is, this is what we have. This is the lost history, you know, that we've you know, accumulated over the years and, and help us do that, help us create a program. That's really big right now. And that's a really good talking point to make to our retailers uh, in a really competitive marketplace to be able to tell them that we have access to all these products and not only all those products, but exclusive products that we can use to help save your insurance money. And that's how they win deals and, 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 you know, form build relationships. So it's, it's a big, it's a big tool to have access or it's a big, um, you know, luxury to have access to all the markets that we do. Well, David and Daniel, thank you so much. This has been great. You can get up out of your chairs and go, oh, wait, no, there's something else we do at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, you can't leave yet. I was going to say, I've been standing. This is something we like to call rapid fire. <laughs> All right, let's go. If you could have an unlimited supply, an unlimited supply of one thing, what would it be? Talent. Capacity for frame and jam construction. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's a pipe dream. Okay. And one more. What what item is worth spending more money on? Don't go cheap. Like, you don't buy generic. Don't buy generic. Something you, you splurge on. Sushi. Oh, yeah. I could see cheap sushi could be a bad idea. You don't idea. want cheap sushi. You're not wrong. All, that, all you can you eat sushi? Not. No. Golf, golf courses. Like, I can't stand a really poor golf course. You don't want to hit a cow, right? Yeah, you, you want you want nice greens. You don't agree. <laughs> well, uh, Dave and Daniel, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. If you're a listener, thank you for joining us as well. Providing current insights into the marketplace is just one more way CRC Group is placing you first. We'll see you next time. Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Join Team CRC to gain access to best-in-class tools, data, exclusive programs, and more. Send your resume to resumes at crcgroup.com and read testimonials from our recent hires on LinkedIn. Search for CRC.